Okay, today's learning is Lezecha Nishmas, Gilo Ashleim Alei Abbas Afrayim, Yitzchak Ben Chaim Alevi, Yaakov Ben Shagafai Alevi, Sar Alei Abbas, Shmuel Tzvi, Elchan Mepesat, Tzvar Yesu, 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 Rav Huna has a chiddush, and he says that the same way there's a concept in halacha called a matnashchiv meira, which means that if someone is on their deathbed and they decide to give all their estate away, there are certain halachas. Like one of the halachas is you don't need a kinyan, right? You don't need a kinyan. Another halacha, as we're going to see right now, is that if you give your entire estate away, the assumption is you're only doing that because you think you're going to die. If you end up recovering, then the gift is reversed. So says Rav Huna, just like when a dying person has certain interesting halachas related to his estate that he gives away, the same halachas apply to a get. If someone is on his deathbed and he gives his wife a get, we assume it has the same halachas. How so? Just like by his estate, if he recovers, then it's nullified. So to a get, if he recovers, the get is nullified. So if a guy gives his wife a get on his deathbed, the assumption is he's only giving it because he thinks he's going to die. But if he recovers, the get is bottle. Even if he doesn't stipulate that. That's a very big chiddush. The, the get is bottle. Okay. Then the Gemara adds, reverse. And just like by a get on the deathbed, we had this uh, in the Mishnah by the execution, that by a get, if someone is on their way to die, or they're dying, and they say, write a get for my wife, they don't actually have to say, deliver it. Just writing it, generally writing is not enough of a statement to say deliver, unless, but by someone on their deathbed, we understand that's why else is he writing a get, it's not to threaten her. So, ksuvu is ki'ilu, you said t'nu, so too, af nosai, so too, uh, when it comes to a gift of your estate, you don't have to make a kinyan. If a man on his deathbed said, Gives, give all my estate away to John, it's all given to John, even if there's no kinyan chalipin or any kinyan done. Okay, fine. So now, that means that according to, our, according to Rav Huna, if a person writes a get for his wife on his deathbed, and then he recovers, the get is automatically bottle. Here's the problem. Tanan, it says in the Mishnah, if someone says, if someone is dying from a certain disease, and he says to his wife, here's a get if I die from this disease. And then the Mishnah says, And he recovers from said disease. And then gets sick with a separate disease. And then dies. So we try to figure out, was the first disease weakening him that caused him to die? Or did he die exclusively from the second disease? We evaluate. If he died really from the first disease, although he had the second disease at the end of his life, but he really died from the first disease that destroyed the body, then then it's a good get, because the get was, this is a get if I die from said disease, and he ended up dying from said disease. But if he only died from the second disease, then it's not a get. But wait a minute. What was the case? He's dying from disease A. He gives his wife again. He says, if I die from disease A, I want the, you to be divorced. Then he recovers from disease A, walks around, then gets disease B. So the Shaila is, did he really die from disease B or disease A? I thought, wait a minute. Rav Huna said that if a person gives a get and recovers, the get is bottle. The second he recovers, the get should be bottle. I don't care what happens afterwards. right? He recovered. 
Then he got disease B and then died. So the Shaila is, did he really die from disease B? Is it disease a? I don't understand. The second he recovers, they get his bottle according to Rafuna. Boom, poof, done. So the second he recovers, that's it. We don't care what happens afterwards. That's the Shaila. So the Gemara says, wait a minute. The Amrit Imam Khaizer, and if Ravun is right that the second a person recovers, the get is automatically Batel. Lamali Umdina. What do you what do you need to evaluate whether he died from the second disease, the first disease, the second he recovers? Ariyama, the second he recovered, that's it, the get is bottled. So the Gemara says, You're right. You're right. The case is he didn't recover. Although it says he recovered, he didn't. He went from disease A to disease B. He just didn't. He walked around a little bit, but he never recovered. Meaning, had he recovered, the get would be bottled. The case is he didn't recover. He went from disease A straight to disease B without a recovery in between. So the Gemara says, um, It says he recovered. No, it means, It means he recovered from the first disease, but then went straight into the second disease. Meaning he never actually recovered. He never actually got better. It just, he, he was no longer only the symptom A of the first disease. He also had symptoms of a second disease, but he never actually recovered. Had he recovered, the get would be both. The Gemara says, It says that he walked in the marketplace. Doesn't that imply recovery? The answer is, He walked with a cane, meaning he never fully recovered. Had he fully recovered, the get would be both. So what's the Chiddush of the Gemara? The Chiddush of the Brisa is that if a person has disease A, then recovers enough to walk, not to re- full recovery, but recovers to walk and then gets disease B, then and dies, then we could try to figure out did he die from disease A or disease B. But if a person had disease A and then straight into disease B without even a recovery, we assume that he, des- he died from the first disease. Meaning the Chiddush of the Gemara is that we evaluate did he de- die from the first disease or the second disease. We only do that evaluation because he slightly recovered. So right now, according to this Gemara, there's three categories. You have disease A, you give your wife again, you say, if I die from disease A, we're divorced, if not, not. If he fully recovers, they get his bottle. If he doesn't recover at all, he just goes from disease A to disease B, but stays in bed, we assume he died from disease A. We don't even need an evaluation, even though he had disease B, but disease A. If he walked in the street with a cane, so it's not a full recovery to Mavatal to get, that's when we are able to evaluate, did he die from the first disease or the second disease? But the Gemara points out, though, that in, the, in the one of the categories I told you, if a person goes from the first disease to the second disease without any recovery, not even walking with a cane, straight from disease A to disease B in bed, the halacha is, we assume that he died from disease A. And the Gemara says, what you learn out from the Shamino, you see a side halacha from this, that if a person, if let's say, I mentioned before that if a person on his deathbed says, to someone, you should have all my estate, and then recovers the, the, the gift is bottle. Over here says the Gemara, you see from this that if a person is dying from disease A, and he says to John, you should have all my estate, and then goes straight to disease B, and dies, it's a gift. And we don't start evaluating, well, disease A, that's what he had when he made the gift, and he recovered, no, no, no. When you go from disease to disease, we assume the first disease killed you. And therefore, we don't even get into, we don't try to figure out, well, maybe when he made the matana, matana, matana. It's not bottle at all because we're not evaluating. Once you, once you go from disease to disease, we assume the first disease killed you. And the Gemara says, in, yes, Dhamma Rav, Allah, Zimshmei, the Rav, Shchiv, Me, Rash, and Itim, Chayli, Chayli, Matana.
Awesome. Interesting halacha. Now, let's let's review what we started today's daf. We started today's daf with the Rav Huna. The Rav Huna made a chiddush. That if a person on his deathbed says to his wife, I want to divorce you, we assume that he's only doing so because he thinks he's going to die. And if he recovers, the get is bottle. So get his bottle. So they're, they're, that means they're married. Get his bottle. Rabba and Rava disagree with Ravuna's re- ruling. They say no. If you give a, a get to your wife, and then and then uh, and then recover, you're divorced. You're divorced. They don't believe that the get is bottle. You're divorced. Ravuna feels that you're still married. Rabba and Rava feel that you're not married anymore. Why? Gezera Sharidan Alma. I'm sorry, Gezera, Gezera, I'm sorry, Interesting. Rabba and Rava actually feel biblically you're still married. Biblically, the get is bottle. But rabbinically, they felt that you're divorced. Why? Because think about it. According to Ravun, you have a very weird situation. You have two, two the same guy, just like in parallel universes, okay? Both on a deathbed. Gives a get to his wife, gives a get to his wife. The one who dies is divorced from the time that he gives it retroactively. The one who lives doesn't. People will start thinking that you get divorced after death. Right? In people's minds, <laughs> you, you both men give a divorce. The one that recovers, it's bottle because he only gave it, Aldas, blah blah blah. The one who dies, he's divorced. So people are gonna start saying, I guess he divorced after death. And it's going to create a weird scenario for people in their minds. They're not going to understand why this is. And therefore, Rabba and Rabba feel, in both cases, you're divorced. You give a divorce to your wife. If you, if you die, retroactively from the time that you give it, that you stipulated. If you recover, still divorced. Because we can't, it's too weird to people to have it that like the one who died is divorced, but the one who recovered is not. It's going to create a confusion in people's minds about the laws of Gittin. And therefore, we're just going to say, you know what? Although technically on a biblical, marry, uh, biblical level you're married, you're divorced. Now, which just leads to the obvious question, which is that if you're biblically married, how do the rabbis make you divorce? Which we've had many, many times. So the Gemara says, That means that they're biblically married, but now we're saying you're divorced. How do the rabbis have the koach to say, she's an ish ish? How do the rabbis have the koach? So the answer is in, call them kaddish, kaddish, the answer is when you say, if the rabbis want to undo your marriage retroactively, that's what they're doing. So you're not really divorced, it's that you're never really married. So the Gemara says, That only works if you're Mekadish with Kesef, because the rabbis are in charge of money, because Hefker bezin Hefker. If you're Mekadish with Bia, how do they make it that you're divorced? The answer is, The rabbis made it that your Bia is business. We've had this many, many times throughout. Okay, very interesting. So, Vaiter in the Gemara. Tanra Abonon, the Gemara says like this, now, interesting assumption the Gemara makes. A person gives his wife a get, he's dying from disease A, and he says, you are divorced from this moment that I give it to you if I die from this disease. Now, but what happens? A house collapsed on him, or he was bitten by a snake. So, here's, Rashi explains, when the person says, you're divorced if I die from this disease, he did die from this disease. Now, he didn't die from the disease, but he didn't recover. The assumption the Gemara makes that when a person says, you're divorced if I die from this disease, he doesn't necessarily mean literally that disease. He means, if I don't recover, if, I don't, if I'm not coming out of this illness, we're divorced. Now, what's interesting about this case is this introduces us to a concept that when a person has in mind, so when a person gives his wife a get, he has in mind that you're divorced 
if I die from this disease, or to be honest with you, if I die from any regular disease. Because he, he, he means if I don't recover. The question is, does he have in mind an outer-the-case, an oinus that's not shechiach? No. Because then you would give your wife the day you get married, here's you get the no second before I die accidentally. Oh, so the Gemara, now th- that's what this concept is being introduced, meaning when a person says, you're divorced from this moment if I die from this disease, so he definitely means to... He means to include it not just to this disease, all diseases, car accidents, whatever. Common death occurrences. The question is, does he mean to include something crazy like a house collapsing on him or bitten by a snake? So it says the Gemara, Ain't I get? No. A person does not have in mind in oinus deloishchiach. Meaning, although he, he definitely has in mind if he dies from, from regular causes of death, he does not have in mind Crazy causes of death. But then the Gemara says, a complete stira. If he gives the divi- divi- divorce to his wife and he says, If I don't recover from this illness, Same house, same snake falls on him, then it is a divorce. Now the Gemara doesn't feel that there's a distinction in the Lashen. The Gemara feels both both Lashonis are the same. Both Lashonis are the same. And it's a complete contradiction. The first part of the Brisa. The ratio of the Brisa says that if he dies from an extreme circumstance, then it's not a get because he does not mean to include in oinus. And then the second part of the Brisa says it is a get. So it's a complete contradiction. I at first thought that there was a diff- the Gemara would answer that there's a difference between the Lashon of Mecholizeh or Loyambud Mecholizeh, but the Gemara doesn't feel that way. The Gemara feels that they're both the same thing. You're basically saying, if I'm not coming out of this, if I'm not surviving this, we're divorced. And in both cases, he died in a Meshunadika way. The first part of the Brisa feels, not again, he doesn't have in mind Meshunah, he doesn't have in mind a weird death, and the second part of the Brisa says, it is a divorce, and it's a contradiction. So the Gemara says, how do you explain the contradiction? So the Gemara says, you're right. The Gemara says, you're right, there is no way to explain the contradiction. It's a contradiction, and it's a flawed Brisa, but what we have, this is how we paskin. If he's eaten by a lion, they're not divorced. Meaning, we're going to go with the Reisha. We're going to assume that a person does not have in mind in Unsa Deloy Shechicha, it's a contradiction in the Brisa, but we're going to go with the first part, that a person does not have in mind something outlandish. He has in mind standard causes of death, not crazy causes of death. Okay, now this introduces us to a concept, but basically this discussion has to do with when a person makes a stipulation, do they have in mind crazy circumstances or just the common occurrences? Now that's related to Gittin, but it could have very practical applications when it comes to finances. I'll give you the following case. The Gemara says, A certain man sold land to his friends. I, I, sell, I sell land to Adam. I want to be a good guy, and I say to him, listen, I'm selling you the land. Anything happens to the land, you come to me. I'll pay for it. Anything happened, I, I got it. So, and he says, Any accident that happens, my responsibility, you come to me. Okay. Now, what happened is, instead of a common occurrence, something crazy happened, and that is, the people upstream diverted a river, which was not common, and it flooded his land. So the question is, do I have to pay? Ravina says, I got to pay. Why? You accepted responsibility. If anything happens, something happens, you got to pay. So the coolant says, "Misiality, you accepted any any anything that happens to the fields. If something happens to the field, 
says, but this is not a common occurrence. When a person says he's going to accept responsibility, he means the common things. Nobody would think that they're going to divert a river upstream that's going to flood my land. That's not normal. And therefore, he shouldn't have to pay. And he says, And Rava said the same thing, that a person does not accept an onus that's not shechiyach. Now again, so this is related to that Bryce. Now we had a contradiction in the Bryce of whether a person has in mind. Right? The first of the Bryce says no, the second of the Bryce says yes. So right now we're saying a person does not have in mind an on seizal You could ask a kasha from the second part of the Bryce. Or you could bring a raya from the first part. So the Gemara says, wait a minute, Eisve, Ravina Lurava, Ravina asked the kasha to Rava. The second part of the Bryce says that if a person dies, it's a get because he has in mind owns him. He has in mind crazy cases, not like what you're saying. Meaning the first part of the Bryce is a riot to Rava, the second part of the Bryce is a kasha on Rava. So he has the kasha from the second part. So I'm Rava, Rava says, why are you asking a kasha from the second part of the Bryce? Bring a riot to me from the first part of the Bryce. It's a contradiction. You're asking kashas from so the Gemara says, What? Because there's a contradiction in the Bryce, I can't ask you a question. I'm really in. He says, Yeah, you can't ask me a question. When there's a contradiction in a Bryce, and the Bryce is now flawed, we don't know what the Bryce feels. You can't ask me kashas on it. In. Even the kasha reisha save it because the brisa contradicts itself. We assume that it was not a competent brisa; it wasn't taught in the yeshiva. And it's inaccurate. Zilvas as far, and therefore you got to just go with logic. Don't ask me kashas on the brisa. Okay. The gemara ends off with one more maisa that's very similar to a person accepting responsibility, and then something crazy happened. The question is, did he have in mind for something crazy? The gemara says, Rav Papa and Rav Huna Rav Yeshua Zavin Shumshi Agida Dinar Malka. Rav Papa and Rav Huna bought sesame seeds on the banks of the Malka River. They hired sailors to transport the seeds. So they, asked, they paid sailors to transport the sesame seeds to where they need to go. The sesame seed sailors accepted any responsibility that happens to the seeds, it's on them. Okay, they have a guarantee. Like UPS, they have a guaranteed protection. Eventually, what happened was, the entire river was obstructed. Now, that's obviously not a common thing for an entire river to be obstructed. So, Amrulay, Sir Rav Papa and Rav Huna said to the, sesame, the, the sailors, Aguri Khamri Afkinanilai. You have to pay for donkey people, donkey drivers, to, to bring the seeds by, 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 by donkey. You, you said you'd res- take responsibility. Now, yes, the river is blocked up, so you can't go through the river. So, you have to pay for the secondary route. You accepted any accidents that might happen. Also, when Rav heard this, white geese, which is a lashon for Tami you're stripping men of their shirts, meaning you're paskening incorrectly just to benefit yourself. They accepted uh, accidents. They never accepted accidents that are outlandish. That's not a normal thing. And therefore, they never accepted such a thing, and therefore, they don't have to pay. Okay. Next, uh, Mishnah. Mishnah says like this. We, we had a case, um, according to Rashi, the cases are going to change in the Mishnah. So I'll go with Rashi's Peshat. I'll tell you, it's a different Peshat, we'll go with Rashi. A person gives his wife a get, and he says, If I die from this disease, we're divorced. So if they die, if he dies, they're retroactively divorced from that moment. If not, not. So the question is, during that entire time period, she might be divorced. She might not be divorced, right? It's only, you're only going to tell Lema Freya, yeah? So the Gemara says, That entire time period, right? He gives her the divorce in January. From that moment on, until he potentially dies or recovers, he can't be miyachid with her. Why? Because if they live together, 
then we're chayshish that they're going to have a bia l'shem kedushin, and it would nullify the potential get. So even if they have a get l'mafrei, they would need a second get. They can't live together. It can't even be miyachid because we're afraid they'll live together. The get was already delivered, but it was delivered al tonight. We don't know whether it's a valid get or not because it's it, it's going to trigger retroactively, and therefore they can't be miyachid together because let's say retroactively divorced, okay, but now they're living together, and now they'll need a second divorce. So they shouldn't be miyachid together until everything is clarified. Because the get was already delivered. It's not a get yashin. The get yashin is only before the get, after the get was written, before it was delivered. This is it was already delivered, but we just don't know. It was delivered on Tanai. So it's similar. It's similar to a get yashin. It's just not exactly a get yashin. So the problem is if they live together, then we're going to chayishish that they had BS Kedushin. They're going to need a second Kedushin. And they're probably not going to because they're going to think they're divorced and it's just going to lead to chaos. So they can't be miyachin together. Second, second, second get, yeah. And, and, and because of this, they can't be miyachid together because we don't trust that they won't. Look at any other. Taisa says there's two choices. Either, either they're divorced. Well, no, if they're divorced, then, then she's single. They can't do it. Yeah, you know, that's the later problem. Sorry. So, yeah, so the point is they can't do it because if they live together, then they're going to need a second get. And because of that, they can't be miyachid like any other person who can't be miyachid with a woman they're not allowed to be with. Unless there are witnesses there, like to avoid yichud, unless there's men in the room. The person who could avoid yichud, if a slave is there, that'll also help. As long as there's someone in the room, that'll stop them from living together. Even a female slave. Unless it's her slave. Her slave will cover for her. She'll have relations in front of her slave and her slave will, will lie about him. Okay. Now, Rashi changes the case. Okay. Rashi completely changes the case. And he says, here's a new case. Instead of the case being what we had till now, which was, you give your divorce, wife a divorce and says, if I, if I die from this get, we're divorced or attracted from the time that I give it. New case. A guy gives his wife a get, and he says, we should be divorced moments before I die. Mm-hmm. Oh, new case. Not, not from the time I give it, moments before I die. So the question is, if a man lives with her, what is their status? Married. Well, oh, so it's a machlaikas. So I'll tell you why. What is her status from the time that it's delivered until he dies? What is the status? So, she's married. Why? It's supposed to take place five minutes before they die. A man lives with her, and then the husband doesn't die. So she was married. Okay, makes a lot of sense. Right? That's exactly what you said, right? Again, a man gives his wife a divorce and says it should take effect moments before I die. And then that happened in January. Months later, he's fine, he's healthy. Months later, again, the moment before he dies, it'll take place. Five minutes before he dies, it'll take place. A guy lives with her. Three months later, a random, no, not, not the wife, husband, a random guy lives with her. So Rav Yudah says, she's an ish. Why? Because it's supposed to take, a pl- pl- take effect five minutes before he dies. He didn't end up dying, so he didn't take a divorce. Okay, she's married. Right? She's married until she gets divorced. She's not divorced yet. Rav Yossi says, no. It's a suffix ish. Why? Because Rav Yossi says, the moment that they're living together, if you'd ask a Shaila, is she a married woman or not, you won't be able to answer it. Because if he dies a moment later, it'll be Lema that they're divorced. So at that moment, it's a suffocatious ish. So like... It's, no, so he says... So Rashi explains the Shaila of Rav Yossi and Rav Yehuda is contingent on whether you say Brera. If you say Brera, then it's 
Hoover Lamafreya that she was an Ashish Ish. Everyone agrees that okay, the guy gives a wife a divorce and says it'll take place five minutes before I die. Now we don't know when a man's gonna die. Another person lives with her. The moment that they're living together, the actual time of the Bia, if they were to ask a Shaila, is she a Daisha or not, you know what every rabbi would have to say? We're going to have to wait five minutes. I don't know. If the husband dies right now, she's divorced. If the husband lives for another year, she's an Daisha Sish. So the question is, does she get Chayev Chathos, Misa, all the punishments? It really has to do with whether you say Brera. Because if you say Brera, then you say, Lima Freya, it was Huvra, it was clarified that she was an Daisha Sish at the time. Rav Yossi says, yeah, but at that moment, it's a suffolk. You can't kill her. At that moment, it was a suffolk ish At that moment, it was a suffolk chiv chatas. That, that's that's the, how Rashi explains the machlekes. It's based on the Gemara. Okay, now, let's just finish up. One quick little Gemara. Tan um, a very cryptic brysa about a man who divorces his wife. Again, go back to the first case. A man gives his wife a divorce and says, if I die, it should be lemafreya from that time that I give it. They shouldn't be miyachid together because if he dies, it'll be lemafreya. She's divorced, and then they would need a second. And then I guess, dead. well, he's yeah. dead. I don't, I don't understand. I understand other people. I don't understand the ball being miyachid. Meaning, her meaning, he gives her a divorce way. that she might be divorced retroactively from him. I guess the point is that if they live together after the divorce is is is, is delivered, it it's going to bring the divorce look. into question. That should, that should yeah, true, but by the way, though, for the record, for, you, you are right, but there is a major difference between divorce and death regarding Yibam. So there is sometimes a difference. You, you are right. The husband's dead, their marriage is off anyway, but you're not going to know whether they were divorced or... Yeah, no, you even saying, but because to avoid, to avoid this confusion, this black cloud, you want to say optics, whatever it is, to av- yeah, exactly. To avoid this, they can't be miyachid together. Now, the Gemara has the following brysa that describes. It's a little cryptic. It doesn't really make much sense. The Gemara is going to have to fill in words. We'll have like three explanations how to fill it in, and each one will affect a sugya uh, later on. The brysa says, If witnesses saw this divorcee, this woman, uh, with her husband at night in the dark, or she was sleeping at the foot of his bed, we don't assume that they live together. So the, the simple reason, the simple reading of this Gemara so far is like, Yichud does not mean Bia. Okay, fine. But we are concerned that they had Bia's Nos. Okay, right there, that's already confusing. You just told me we're not Chayshish for Bia, and now we're saying it is Bia's Nos. And we're not concerned that they had lived together for marriage. So right off the bat, it's a bit of a contradiction. There are words missing. The Gemara's going to have to fill it in. Rav Yossi Bar Yehuda Omer Av Chayshim Mishim Kedushin. Rav Yossi Bar Yehuda says, no, I think they're married. Okay, so what, what exactly is happening here? My comment, what, what, what are we missing here? So Gemara says, this is, what you're, this is how you're supposed to read the B'raisa? Amr Rav Nachman, Amr Rav Hachi Kamer, this is how you're supposed to read the B'raisa. Rosh and Okay. If you actually saw them living together, meaning, the B'raisa understands the following. If a, the B'raisa starts off by saying, if they're miyachid together, that's not, we're, we're not concerned that they actually had relations. Okay, so yichud is not bia. But then, Rosh Nivla, you actually saw them living together. Then we assume that they had Kedushin. But Nas and Luxafim. So, okay, so so far everyone agrees. If they just had Miachid, we don't assume they live together. If you saw them actually having relations, then they did live together. What's the Machlokas? If after they lived together, he gave her money. Nas and So the question is then the Tanakhama says, 
It must be that he just paid her, that it was not a BS Kedushin. If it was a BS Kedushin, why is he giving her money afterwards? It must be he's paying her like a Zayna. And to that, says, no, that, that, that's Kedushin as well. So, okay. So, so far, just to summarize, three cases. They see them being miyachid, that's not Bia. We don't assume that they live together. They saw them actually live together, we assume that they actually had Kedushin they need to get. The machloikis is, they saw them live together, and then he gave her cash. Okay? Now, by the way, one odd thing about this interpretation of the b'risa, if, if you read the b'risa, it mentions, it mentions no reference of cash. I'm just saying that you have to add the cash part. There's no reference of cash in this. Okay, fine. Now, the Gemara says, According to the following, who, who, go, who explains the following teaching of Yochan? Who is he like? Later on, we have a case where, Stam, a couple gets divorced. Forget about the, you know, get Alma Freya tonight. Stam. Avram and Sarah get divorced. And then the people see them go into a dark room together. Mm-hmm. So it says, whether we assume that they, that they, that they had Bia and Bia's Kedushin. It's, it's later on, it's a sugi later on, because they are comfortable with each other. So the question is, it's a machlokes. Says Rav Yochanan, machlokes b'shirosh nivla. The whole machlokes b'shameh b'shilel is when they actually saw them having relations. That b'shilel says you need to get, and b'shameh says you don't. But if they just saw them being miyached, they don't need to get. Which, by the way, who is that like? That's mamish like everyone. I explained the sugya. The first way we explained the sugya of Nachman Baravua, I told you. Everyone agrees. If they actually just miyached, no, no bia. They actually live together, bia. The machlekes is, if they live together, they gave her cash. So that is mamish like what Rav Yochanan says. Rav Yochanan says, the whole machlekes b'sham b'sil is where they were, if they were miyached together, nothing. So far, so good. If they actually live together, that's when Beis Hillel says, so they're following Beis Hillel. So it's Kedivra HaKol. Our Machloikes aligns perfectly with that reasoning. Beis Hillel says if they live together, you need a, you need a, you need a get. That's like everybody. If, or Beis Hillel says, we don't care about Bishan, let's go. Beis Hillel says if they're Miachid, you don't need anything. That's like everybody. And the Machloikes is, they're arguing the case when they live together and give her cash. Which Basil didn't address. So it's Debrako. Basil is like everybody. Okay. Here's the problem. Abayas is a very simple kasha, which is you're interpreting the Brahisa that has to do with cash. Where does it say cash in the Brahisa? Doesn't say cash at all. So I disagree with that assessment. No, so Abayah says, you know what the Pshad is? You know what the Machlaikas is? Not in a case where they live together, they gave cash. No, this is the Machlaikas. The Machlaikas is. They actually live together. Adam saw them live together. The Tanakama feels you assume is nos. To that, Rav Yosef Ayyid says, Av Chayshim Hashem Kedushin. No, it's Kedushin. So meaning, the Machlech is very simple. If they live together, do we assume that they had B.S. Kedushin? The Tanakama says, no. And Rav Yosef Ayyid says, yes. Now, by the way, two points. Rav Yosef Ayyid says, Lashin. So right now, what's Rav Yosef Ayyid talking about? They live together. The Tanakama says, we assume nos. Rav Yosef Ayyid says, no, Kedushin. He says, Av Chayshim Shem Kedushin. What's Av? It should be Chayshim Shem Kedushin. Av Chayshim Kedushin doesn't work. Right? The Tanakhama feels that it's B.S. Nos. Rav Yisrael Yudu says no, it's a B.S. Kedushin. So he says, Av Chayshim Shem Kedushin. We even are Chayshim Shem Kedushin. We even. <laughs> the word shouldn't be there. Okay, the Gemara is going to point that out in a second. By the way, though, but according to this, the Tanakhama holds that if they actually live together, we assume Nos. You know who the Tanakhama is no longer like? Beis Hillel. Right? Because Beis Hillel said, 
Right? The Gemara says, We had Rav Yechon's teaching. The whole Machlaikis is when they actually live together. That Basilo says, if they live together, you need, a, you need a get, which is now no longer like the Tanakama. Okay, it's fair. By the way, it doesn't have to work like the Tanakama. It's a little bit not great, but it's not like... So Gemara says, It works out like Rav Yechon's Yehuda. Because again, according to this version, this interpretation... The Tanakama feels that if they actually had Bia, we assume Znus, which is not Basil's sentiment. Basil feels that if you see a couple actually having Bia, you assume, especially when they have a history together, like in these two cases they do, you assume Bia's Kedushin. So the Tanakama is no longer like Basil. Okay. Now, Maskevah Rava, Rava says the problem that I mentioned before, which is, so you're telling me right now, the whole machlaikas between Tanakam and Rav Yehuda is if you see they live together, Tanakama feels B.S. Nos, Rav Yehuda feels B.S. Kedushin, then what's Af Mishum Kedushin? Ma'as go right, Imkain my Af, what's Af? So Gemara says, you're right. Elam Rava Hachikama, Rav Yehuda, Here's the machlaikas, the Tanakama feels like this, I'll tell you the Tanakama, I'll tell you Rav Yehuda. The Tanakama feels that if they were just meyached, nothing. Even if they live together, znus, nothing. Tanakama feels nothing. It's nothing ever. Rav Yosef Yehuda says, I disagree with you on everything. I disagree. If they live together, B.S. Kedushin. Even if they're miyachid, I think that they probably had B.S. Kedushin. Av Kedushin. So now, it turns out, according to Tanakama, it's never anything. According to Rav Yosef Yehuda, it's always something. Here's the problem, though. Gemara just says, it's not a problem. Now it turns out, Beis Hillel is not like anybody. Why? According to Beis Hillel, according to Rav Yochanan, if the couple actually had Bia, Kedushin, Yichud, nothing. So, X and check. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Now the problem is not like anybody. Because according to the Tanakama, even if they live together, it's Bias Nos. So he's out. It's not like a Yehuda, because he feels that even if the Miyachet, you assume this Kedushin. So now, Basil is no, long, no longer like anybody. Okay. Now, the Gemara just ends off um, one last little bit, which is the way Rashi interpreted the is. First of all, the husband has to die. Eventually, if the husband dies, or because if the wife dies before him, then it's nothing. But if the husband dies, then it's the machlekes Rav Yosi Bar Yehuda and Rav Yosi and Rav Yehuda. Wait a minute. Why? Why is it a get? There's no get after death. Gemara says, This is how I explain the Mishnah. The cases where the husband gives his wife again, and he says, "You should be divorced moments before I die." So then the shaila is. Every time they live together, if she lives with, not together, she lives with someone else, she lives with Pliny Almighty, is it an Ashes Ish? Rev Yehuda says, yeah, because it's Huvra Lamafreya that he didn't die moments later, so she was an Ashes Ish. Rev Yossi says, no, at that time it's a Suffolk, and at that time it's a Suffolk, it's a Suffolk Asura, it's a Suffolk Ashes Ish. That's what the Machlekes is. All right, we'll stop here, we'll pick it up uh, tomorrow.